Hello, and welcome to this uh, update of Hogwarts School of Prayer and Prayers and Miracles, a Terrible Dramatic Reading. Now, um, before we get into it, I just wanted to make a little um, apology for my discussion video. Um, people told me that there were four hours, or four hours, four minutes of silence at the end. Um, I am not a professional, like, sound person. I'm basically teaching myself. My degrees are in Spanish and intercultural studies and social work. So technology was only part of that to write on Microsoft Word. Um, that being said, I do appreciate feedback because um, it didn't do that when I saved it originally. And this has nothing to do with, like, Acast or Podcast or what I'm using. They've been super user-friendly. I've had no issues. Um, this is just a learning curve for me. So if something happens, feel free to comment kindly. Um, hey, like, oh, there's this wrong, something like that. And I appreciate it. Um, well, without further ado, let's start this episode of Hogwarts Schools of Prayers and Miracles. Uh, so we're beginning with chapter five. Um, if you remember last time, uh, Harry and Hermione uh, went to go find his new room. Uh, Harry uh, told Hermione she's the most pure, beautiful woman on the planet, basically. Um, and Harry is just pleased as punch to be in his new room at Hogwarts. So author's note. Hello, friends. I'm very sorry if this chapter is a bit shorter than usual, because just as soon as one sick little one gets better, wouldn't you know it, another one starts running a fever. Woo, mommy's life is sure exhausting. I wasn't planning on posting another chapter until things had settled down, but the hubby says the work of the Lord doesn't wait for the whims of men. So you can all thank Ephesians 5, 22 through 24 for the speedy update, smiley face. Oh, and on that note, some of you lovely readers have requested me to write down the Bible verses after each chapter. Well, far be it from me to not spread the word of the Lord. Another question I have gotten is the original books, Harry Potter, and friends frequently question authority. Oh, in the original books, Harry Potter and friends question authority. How do I feel about this? Well, that is quite a toughie, you've asked me. I've talked to the hubby about it, and he agreed that usually it is good to obey authority. But when authority is acting contrary to the Lord, you should talk to that authority about it. Acts 5.29 You just might see authority figures making bad decisions in this chapter. Nobody is perfect, except the Lord. No, not even Dumbledore. No matter what the original books told you and how Harry Potter handles this will be a big question in the story. Hint, it will be very different than the original books. And finally, I got a PM from a lovely friend who was a bit confused. So I'll just clear things up now. I do not own the original books. Those belong to JKR. So without further ado, chapter five, a new friend. Harry Potter woke up drowsily in a comfy, fluffy mattress. It was only now that he had the energy to observe his surroundings. The room was small, but also everything a little boy needed. There was a big, warm fireplace in the gray stone wall across from him. A shelf of intelligent, age-appropriate books, the Holy Bible, was in the center of the shelf, of course, and there was a simple wood dresser of respectable school-appropriate attire, and of course, a clean porcelain sink for washing up and brushing teeth and such. It was only then that our hero noticed there was another bed in the room. It was the same as his own bed, except that this other bed had not been made. Also, this bed had its own Bible in it, and it looked different from the one on the shelf. But where was this new roommate of his? 
Harry looked behind him to see a small, pallid young boy with shockingly bright red hair kneeling with seeming piety, piety, sorry, as he prayed to a small statue. At this shocking sight, Harry felt a horror, but he quickly composed himself and declared bravely, Hello, friend. My name is Harry Potter, and I take it that we are roommates. What's your name? Ronald Weasley, the other boy responded friendly, and he reached out a hand to shake. Welcome to Hogwarts. I'm a Christian, too. Really? Harry exclaimed delightedly and clasped his hands together. This is joyous news. <laughs> Sorry. Ronald smiled. Ronald, why are we going to really do this? Okay. Ronald smiled deviously, and Harry remembered that he had just seen this boy praying to a statue, and he wondered why that would be. But he was new to this whole Christianity thing, and maybe that was okay. Still, it didn't feel quite right. He barely resolved to... to he bravely resolved to would bring it up with Dumbledore. Whatever. Okay. Uh, would you like to come with me to breakfast? Ronald queried politely. As he got up from the statue he had been kneeling in front of. They have delicious food, food here in the Great Hall. Would I ever? Harry cried delightedly and he bolted out of bed and brushed his teeth and washed his face. This little one certainly has a healthy appetite. In a jiffy, Harry and his new friend had joined the stream of young lads on the steep, winding stairs, heading to breakfast. They could smell the aroma of breakfast from the Great Hall, and it wafted right into their noses. Before they knew it, they were sitting in the Great Hall. <laughs> a lot of repetition. Come sit, come sit with me and my family, Ronald offered eagerly, and he motioned frantically toward a table packed full of people with hair just as red as his. Come on, come on. I can't wait for them to see what I have made a new friend. Harry followed Ronald with the obedience of one who does not have many friends in a new situation. <laughs> oh, what a difficult circumstance that can be, and how many believers have been led astray by those situations. Guys, 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 Ronald screeched joyously as he pulled Harry toward the table of his family. This is Harry Potter, and he is my new roommate. Hello, Harry, the Weasleys chorused in unison. Welcome to Hogwarts School of Prayers and Miracles. Hello, Harry stammered shyly. Something about this group made him nervous. Nice to meet you. He sat down at their table. He could smell a delicious breakfast, but where was the food? No sooner had the thought crossed his mind when the Reverend Dumbledore came into the Great Hall stage, dropped down to his knees, and raised his hand skywards and screamed, Dear Lord, please provide these devout young ones with three strips of bacon or links of sausage each, two for the ladies. Oh, so it's three strips of bacon or links of sausage each, and then two links of sausage for the ladies. Oh, problematic. Okay. A bowl of hearty oatmeal flavored with cinnamon and apple chunks, two poached eggs cooked all the way through, home fry seasoned with garlic, a glass each of orange juice and milk, and dishes up to the task. Harry was once again amazed to see the food appear in front of him. The food looked and smelled amazing. He suspected good old Minerva had something to do with this delicious spread. But before he dug into the food, he remembered that he had something to discuss with the Reverend. Harry fought his nervousness, and he ran after Dumbledore as he hoped hopped dexterously off the stage. Excuse me, the young believer cried innocently as he ran after the Reverend as fast as his little legs could carry. Excuse me, Reverend... What is it, son? The reverend reiterated kindly. He was dressed respectably in sturdy, manly jeans and a red, white, and blue plaid shirt over which a few viral, viral tresses were visible. Whatever. And a pair of admirable brown cowboy boots. Are you setting, settling in all right? 
I sure am, Harry retorted graciously. How are things with your family? Very well, replied Dumbledore knowledgeably, and he was impressed with this little one's manners. Was there something you wanted to talk to me about? Well, Harry began uncomfortably, and he scuffed his blue-sneakered foot against the polished wood floor of the Great Hall. I woke up this morning and saw my roommate praying to a statue. Is that really an okay thing to do? That is a real toughie, Dumbledore answered ponderously. Well, I don't worship idols. It is, in fact, a very unchristian thing to do. But you see, here at Hogwarts, we divide ourselves in, up into sorting hats. After breakfast, all the new little ones will choose their hats. Each of the different hats have different beliefs, but we all love the Lord. And what more in common do you need? That does sound true, Harry pondered sensitively. But is it really? It seems that if we all really love the Lord, we don't need to divide ourselves. Are the divisions between the different hats really so significant as to merit dividing Christianity? What are these divisions? Well, they are somewhat significant, Dumbledore answered tentatively. For instance, I am a Gryffindor hat. We believe everything in the Bible, and only the Bible. That red-headed roommate of yours is a Slytherin hat. And Slytherins worship statues, Harry queried innocently. The reverend nodded gravely. Then how are they Christians, Harry questioned skeptically. What about Exodus 24 through 6? That's a Ten Commandment. Well, they have different commandments, Dumbledore explained well-meaningly. They love the Lord, and that is all we need. But do they really love the Lord, Harry posited timidly. If they do, then why do they worship statues? Dark days are coming, Dumbledore replied earnestly. We need to be inclusive. If there were only Gryffindor hats at Hogwarts, then there would not be many people left. I see, Harry conceded uncertainly as he walked back to Ronald's overcrowded table. He was getting nervous about this hat business, but he supposed he did have to trust Dumbledore. After all, grown-ups know best, right? Author's note, blessings. And then here she's going to list the Bible verses. I'm not going to read them. Um... But we will go to the next chapter. Author's note. Hello, friends. I apologize to people whose private messages I haven't been able to reply to. But things are awful busier here in Fort Parsons. And a mommy's work is never done. Many thanks to those lovely friends who have asked about the little ones. It looks like the second sickie did not have pneumonia after all, and it was just the flu. It was a rough few days, but now all the Parsons are in tip-top shape. Phew! Chapter 6 sorting hats. Harry Potter walked back to the table of redheads. Really gonna go with that description for everything, aren't we? Okay. It was only now that he had noticed that they were all wearing black and green baseball caps with snakes on them. Tentatively, Harry sat down next to Ronald, who was not wearing a hat, since he, like Harry, was new. So, Harry began nervously, and he bit into a thick, juicy slice of per perfectly fried bacon. What sorting hat do you think you will choose? Oh, I will definitely choose Slytherin, Ronald declared confidently, and he began to eat his oatmeal with his hands. My whole family is Slytherins, he gestured to the countless redheads sitting at the table. They all turned to Harry and smiled and waved. You should become a Slytherin, too. We could do it together? Hmm, <clears throat> Harry uttered ponderously, and he took a bite of eggs. Why don't you tell me what Slytherins believe? Sure, Ronald replied ecstatically, and he kept eating his oatmeal. Well, first of all, we believe in the Bible. That is wonderful, Harry reacted happily, and he took a sip of his orange juice. I do as well. Perhaps I could be a Slytherin after all. But wait, that is not all, Ronald continued excitedly and washed his oatmeal down with milk. Gryffindor hats believe in the Bible too, but Slytherins have even more. 
We have a book full of guidelines on how to be a good person and a whole panel of Slytherin hats to tell us what to do. Harry furrowed his childish brow and took another bite of oatmeal. And he questioned confusedly, why do you need all that if you have the Bible? Ronald guffawed. And he shoved more oatmeal into his mouth and he replied, why only have the Bible when you can have more? Why that would be like only praying to God? Harry gasped in horror as he bit into more bacon. Of course I only pray to God. Who else would I pray to? What about Mary? Ronald posited angrily around a mouthful of oatmeal. You have to at least worship to her. You mean the mommy of our Lord? Oh my God, sorry. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Harry demanded in scandal and he chewed bacon. I don't worship her. Well then, God hates you. (laughs) Ron. Ron stated simply, pieces of bacon flew out of his mouth and he did so. Harry was tentative, since he was new to this whole Christianity thing, but he did not think God would hate him for not worshipping his mommy. On the contrary, he had a hunch that God wanted people to only worship him. Don't listen to him, counted, com- commented a drowsy voice self-righteously from behind Harry. Harry turned around and saw a girl about his own age. Her pale yellow hair was tied into braids, and she wore a tie-dye shirt and faded jeans and flowers in her hair. Peace signs and donkey patches were sewn all over her clothes. Donkey patches? Okay. You should not become a Slytherin hat, the girl continued confidently, and she was eating what looked like it was supposed to be bacon. But it did not smell or taste like bacon. It missed that smoky, meaty taste that bacon is supposed to have. Instead, it tasted like vegetables blended together and dyed red. Yuck! Harry would take real bacon over any, over that any day of the week. They are far too strict. Harry hmmed skeptically. He was not sure about this whole Slytherin business, but the word strict was not what came to mind. You should become a Hufflepuff hat, the girl instructed arrogantly and continued to nibble at her breakfast. That's what I'm going to do. What do Hufflepuff hats believe in? Harry pondered aloud, and he took a bite of his real bacon. Oh, how he wanted to find the true hat. Hufflepuff hats believe in the Bible, but only some of it, Luna explained casually. I like how we got a name. No introduction, just she's Luna now. Okay. And she was still feeding on that stuff, that stuff being Tempa. We don't believe in the stuff against fornication, and drinking and socialism, but we really like Matthew 7-1, and that's about it. We're really fun, and we seem really nice and really tolerant, as long as you agree with us. That was when a derisive laugh echoed echoed through the cafeteria. A smug-looking young man about Harry's age with slicked back hair, even paler blonde than Luna's, and wearing a sweater vest and khakis, strolled languidly, languidly, I'm not going to try, whatever, down between the rows of tables. Wow. Please ignore this fool, Draco drowled smugly. Luna here thinks she can have a career even though she's a woman, and women are stupid. Harry gaped at this horrible person. What a mean thing to say. Women shouldn't have, shouldn't not have careers because women are stupid, Harry shouted indignantly. Women are not stupid at all. Women should not have careers because women are nurturing and loving and their gifts serve them best in the home. Draco gasped tentatively. You are diluting the truth. Women are beneath men. No, I'm not, Harry fired back bravely. You are twisting the truth so you can be mean with it. Women are not beneath men. Men and women are just different. Luna smiled at him gratefully. Draco was clearly fumbling for ground here. 
there is not much ground to stand on when you are being hateful, but he finally came up with, well, at least I don't eat with Slytherin hats. I hate Slytherins. Ronald began to cry into his oatmeal. Okay. I don't hate Slytherin hats, Harry declared boldly. I think they should become Gryffindor hats, but that is because I love them. Besides, the Lord ate with sinners all the time. Thank you, Harry, Ronald whispered tearfully. He just called them sinners and said he needed to convert them. Okay. Well, well, you should just become a Ravenclaw hat like me, Draco sputtered blusteringly. We really are the best hat. I think you mean we really are the most hateful hat. Harry corrected cleverly, and then he jumped up onto the table, and he got on his knees, and he raised his hands to the ceiling of the Great Hall, and he bellowed, Dear Lord, I have made my decision. I am a Gryffindor hat. Oh,